and welcome back to Madness in the Method, the podcast where we talk about Nicolas Cage and all the movies he's made. He's made so many movies over the years. It's it's starting to drive me mad. Anyway, uh, my name is Tobias, and with me, as always, is my friend and trusted co-host, Christopher. Hello, everyone. Hello. And in today's episode, we are talking about... Is it... The Lord of War, or just Lord of War? Just Lord of War. No, the. Just Lord of War. He's not the Lord of War. He's just Lord of mm. War. It's a 2007? Uh, 2005. 2005! <laughs> not 2005. No, no, not quite yet, unfortunately. Um, uh, I don't know what you want to call this. Crime drama thriller movie? Uh, about a gun runner. Yeah, I, I would say drama. I mean, there are action and things, but that's not the focus point at all. Yeah, yeah, there's not a lot of action. I mean, yeah, there's, there's some shooting, of course, but mm. yeah, it's not, it's not an action movie. It's written and directed by Andrew Nichol, starring Nicolas Cage, Jared Leto, and Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Deals with uh, an arms dealer confronting the morality of his work as he's being chased by an Interpol agent. And I think that's wrong. That is not what the movie's about. Uh, well, perfect then. I, I, I just finished it. I, mm. I, I, I'm poorly prepared for this episode. I'm sorry. Um, but th- then I'm going to ask you, because I, I, what is this movie about, really? <laughs> uh, I mean, so, so there's like, uh, this is one of those movies, because this, this is a movie, it's heavy in symbolism and message and oh, yeah. stuff like that. But I, I think you can, oh, yeah. you can take this movie in two ways. Either it's about... Just like an, uh, just a bad guy who just, just uh, how a arms dealer on the black market, how that works, sort of. Mm-hmm. Like like any kind of like a like a gangster movie, same thing. Yeah. Just how yeah. it works, yeah. and that's interesting. Yeah, it's it's very reminiscent of Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, it's basically the same, but they deal in different commodities. Exactly, but then there's also the other part where is this sort of political uh, anti-war message of this is how war works and it is just terrible and there's nothing really you can do about it uh, yeah. in a sort of uh, well I wouldn't say that it's nihilistic but it's 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 on on the border it's nihilistic yeah it's it's um it's um i i re- i i was i was philosophizing to myself yesterday and i realized that people are depressed they're just very aware of reality mm, yeah it's just depression is just hyper realistic <laughs> uh, hyper aware of realism and th- th- this movie isn't nihilistic it's just very realistic in its yeah. uh in in its yeah philosophy yeah i'm just thinking that the the message because uh, it is at the end of the movie. It like sort of gets this thing where it's like there is a lot of arms dealers in the world. This is sort of how it works. It's that bad, huh? Uh, yeah. Sort of. Uh, but there's, and then it kind of leaves you at a okay. Yeah, but there's no really call to do anything about it. Just yeah, yeah. this is this is the world, isn't it? Terrible. <laughs> it's yeah. It, it's it's very modern Star Trek. It's like look at this. This is so bad. All right, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. So, so is, but, but but wait, don't you want to like at least try to see if you can like fantasize a better version? No, no, it's too late. Or... This shit. Oh, Fuck it. Oh, oh okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. It's a little bit of that, which which bothered me. Mm. Yeah. So um, there's like these two things, and and maybe it's one of those. Uh, you can do something about it because you know of it now. Sort of deals. That's sort of yeah. maybe I don't know. Just bringing awareness to the thing. Because it is a very, it isn't really a thing that people think about or even sure. know about. Uh, so it is a very real thing that is very hidden in a mainstream. I'd yeah, say. like we know about it now, but like like you said, this movie's from two thousand and five. So mm. I know I wasn't aware of it, but I was just a teenager. So yeah. So I think, th- and I, I would say this movie had a big part in making that sort of open secret of arms dealers between countries and how that works in a more uh, capitalistic way, whatever. Mm, <laughs> um, yeah. 
So, I mean, so that's one thing, I guess. But, it, yeah, so that's the, the two parts of the movie. What, what the actual is in the text and, like, the subtext, sort of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And in the text, it is about a guy who... Yeah, as I said, like a mafia movie, a Wolf of Wall Street movie, a, a guy who finds a way to get rich and doing it on... Uh, well, most of the movie, as he's himself says, I don't even know what I'm doing it legally and illegally anymore. <laughs> it's just, yeah, 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 it, yeah. it just blends together. But yeah, so so that's the movie. <laughs> that's what it yeah. was, sort of. Um, yeah, and I'm... I'm uh, well, we, we didn't even get to that. I, I guess you've seen it before, right? Uh, oh yeah, I, I've seen yeah. this several times. I really like this movie. I think it's... Right. I think it's a really... <clears throat> a really entertaining, interesting just good movie in general. There's obviously yeah. some flaws, but yeah. And so I knew what I was getting into and I was exactly what I wanted. <laughs> sort of <laughs> yeah, a sort yeah. of a special treasure. Uh I knew what it was. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And I, I I had not seen this before. I, I don't know I remember it was super popular at the time. Um it kind of it might be me imagining uh but I'm pretty sure this was the first movie to use that you know the song they play in the beginning? Uh, I don't know what it's called. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Um, you know the song, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And it feels like that was kind of everywhere for a while. In, in tra- it was like an, uh, a tra- a, every trailer wanted to use that song. And it was in um, it was in uh, 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 Tropic Thunder as well. It was in the trailer for some TV show that was going huh. on, which was similar to this. That's um, not something I remember at all. No, it's just something that stuck in my head. Like it had, like, um, for a while, it had like a, a minor influence on like film uh, or, or film and TV. The kind of the style of it, uh, even though I hadn't seen it. Like it, fr- from from what I knew of the movie, which, and and from what I saw other movies doing at the same time, I was like, ha, 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 okay. But for some <laughs> reason, I didn't watch it until now. So you haven't, you haven't, and it's. There was no strong reason why you didn't watch it; just didn't happen. I, yeah, I think that, I think that I might it might have been two thousand and five. I wasn't in my pretentious phase yet. <laughs> um, it, it could just been that everyone was saying it was oh my so good you gotta see it. I was like yeah whatever I'll see it later, and then it just never happened. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, having seen it now, um, I like it. <laughs> Uh, uh, I like it like 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 I mentioned in the beginning. My my biggest problem is, sure I I get the what the story is about, you know, the world and war and weapons mm. and all that. But but the plot is just, it just it's literally starts and ends at the same place. It's just like oh, so, and what did what was the point? A little bit uh, the the plot wise, not the story or the themes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I the, I can the, see the that. The text is kind of uh, okay. Yeah, um, I can see that, but in the same vein, I mean, there is, well, for me at least, there is a, a curiosity and an entertainment value in just seeing a person living a, a, a weird life, sort of. Oh, sure, like, yeah. Like, Wolf yeah. of Wall Street is a perfect example. That that movie also doesn't really, really lead anywhere. It just doesn't, doesn't have anything to say. Uh more than no, it's, maybe, it's, it's don't similar, be a yeah. bad guy. That's maybe. Um, I think this movie's more that, don't be a bad guy. Th- this feels more opinionated than Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, um, but I mean, it's, it's just something. Just seeing a life uh, of, of a person who's living a weird life, I think for me, that's if it's, if it's well made, that's enough for me to, to like it. I mean, yeah. some of the greatest movies, like. Um, I I don't know why I keep mentioning that movie. I mean, uh, I like it, but it's not. I don't like it that much. But yeah, um, the Goodfellas again. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's similar again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that it's just it's just a life. There's no real reason. There's no real. Uh, it's just a story of a person. That's that's what all stories are. Yeah, um, yeah, and it, this is very similar in in um, in its format in its style. Like you have the the voiceover, even the guy like. Breaking the fourth wall, talking to the audience, mm. and uh, yeah, all, all the cool music mm. and all the characters and everything—it's very, it's very similar. Um, so I, I can't really fault it for that, and and I guess I unfairly then will um, 
compare it to Goodfellas and say, no. like, well, I, I like Goodfellas a lot more because it's a much better movie than this is, like, technically. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But that's not fair, like, because, you know, this is still a good movie. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> There's a reason I love Wolf of Wall Street, and, and I just kind of like this one. Because, you know, eh. Is it because how it looks? Is that it? It's... It's, um... Uh, part, partly how it not yeah partly how it looks there's nothing wrong with how it looks except for a few scenes the night scenes when he is uh, when he is at his lowest point mm. was just I don't know they look bad I don't know that, that's was, just beside the point when he was walking around in Africa or yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah um, but other than that um, I don't know I yeah like I said it's not bad it's just not at the level of Goodfellas and uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, and I, I... For me, I think this is a better movie than Wolf of Wall Street. No. Yes. No. <laughs> uh, <but> because... Because <laughs> I have one big problem with uh, Wolf of Wall Street, and that is, it is... How do you put it? It's too... It's too gleeful in itself. To just... It just... This is it's bad, but anyway, this is cool. Look at this cool, fun thing, and it's it it, it, it it sort of it sort of drops the seriousness, and you feel like the movie maker or the movie itself doesn't take it seriously. They say that it's bad, but come on, I mean, while in this movie it is bad, and the movie never lets you forget that this is bad. This is yeah, he is living this cool life, but no, it is it is bad. What he's doing is bad. And you should feel bad if you like what he's doing. While in Wolf Wall Street, it's like, yeah, I mean, you should root for him. I mean, he's a bad guy, but come on, he's, he's there. <laughs> the, well, I think there is there is the main difference between the two. Because oh, yeah. I I um I I know I know for a fact that uh, Scorsese he he didn't want to um. Yeah, he, he didn't want to make... He didn't want to point fingers at whatever the guy's name is in that movie. Uh, Adrian something. Whatever. Brody? DiCaprio's oh. character. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he wanted to depict it, you know, the way it's described in the book. Because mm. um, it's based on a book. Um, and he never wanted to like, oh, look. Look how bad this is. Like, he, he wanted to make it look fun because that's what it was for the guy at the time. Um, and it also, it, it also makes the audience question like, man, I'm really liking this guy. Well, wait, he's a criminal and a fucking bastard. Why am I liking him? Here, it's more like, this guy's bad. You should, you should not like this guy. But at a couple of times, he's really like smooth and cool. Mm. And you kind of like him. So it's, it's, um, it's sending mixed messages, but in the, different direction it's making you feel bad for liking him because he's he's bad he's bad but sometimes he's kind of cool instead of showing how cool he is and making you question yourself like why am i liking this when he's like he's abusive and he he does he does drugs and he he steals from people i don't know if i was confusing which moves which no, no i i think i think i got it yeah uh, i think i think that's the subtle difference and and why i I would prefer a movie like yeah. like uh, same thing with same thing with uh, Goodfellas. It's mm. the same thing. It's really it's really like um, not romanticized, but but it's 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 not pointing fingers. Yeah, and it I, makes you question like, why do I like Ray Liotta's character in this movie? He's a murderer and a, and a gangster and a criminal. Why do I like him? Yeah, and in that, I I mean, so we we preferred different movies for the. Mm. Like the opposite reasons, because yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so we're sort of on the same page. Just that you think it's yeah. bad, I think it's good. So, um, and I think when when you the problem with I I won't I won't drag Goodfellas into this conversation, but <laughs> uh, Wolf Wall Street. Um, but in Goodfellas, uh... <laughs> uh, Wolf Wall Street. Yeah. When you when you feel oh why do I like this guy when he's so bad. The only thing I see then is, oh, the movie really wants me to like this guy, huh? That's, that's, just, I don't question myself. I question the motivation of the movie or the hmm. creator of the movie. And I think that okay. sort of ruins it for me. Cause it, yeah, you say that Martin Scorsese is, doesn't want to put blame, but he should put some blame. I mean, it's, it, this is a person who sort of ruins 
hundreds or even thousands of people's life, there should be blame. It's like, oh, well, you know, we we should be like objective to it. No, not really. You should. This is this is art. Art is supposed to say something. You just you should put blame. You have a responsibility yeah. for it. And, and I, that's sort of I, why Lord of War gets me, while Wall Street doesn't. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. But I. I, I yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I see your point. And yeah. I, but I, I do think because I am. Uh, where's the name? So Scorsese, he um, he he is not you know he, I I he is not not saying anything or um no what what was it you were saying um, but he uh damn it I lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, I was saying that he he yeah. was go. I was mocking him saying oh, I need to be objective and let the people right. think for right, themselves. Right, right. Well. He, I, th- I think there's two different ways of making it. And I... I uh, th- yeah, well, I guess I'm just reading what you say. No. Like, you like when when the artist, the director and writer, actually does say, this is what it is. But yeah. I... And I and I prefer when the the artist and the director makes you question uh, that his goal is not to, to tell you, but his goal is to make you think about it afterwards. And this goes back to, to a, a sort of a... Friendship long discussion we had uh, going yeah. back to like horror movies. I prefer the horror movies where the director says, "This is the monster that I was dreamt up that I wanted to show you." While you say, "Oh no, I don't want the monster. I want it to be in their head so I can think of what it should be." Yeah. It's, it's... Oh yeah, right. Oh no, yeah. You don't like the Babadook, right? No. For that reason, sort well, of. Not only that reason, but it's one of the reasons. Oh, yeah, it's one of the reasons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no! <laughs> so, I mean, it comes back to that same thing. Yeah, it's just a matter of, you know, personal preference yeah. at this point. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. So, yeah, eh, it, 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 it ex- that explains why we think differently in this in this case <laughs> of this movie. Because yeah. we are coming from two exact opposite of the spectrum regarding that. Yes. Um... So yeah, you uh, but you but you weren't like pulled I... into the movie at all, or was it some parts oh, no. that were? No, I'm just it... <laughs> okay. Okay, no, no. I mean, I'm not disliking the movie. I think it's a good movie. Okay. Um, I think there's. Uh, Good performances by well, there aren't that many actors in the movie, really. No. Like, Nicholas Cage is good. I think uh, uh, Jared Leto is. This was before he went crazy, so he's yeah. still kind of good. I mean, he's, he was still good many years after this, but this is before he got his head up his ass too much. Yeah, I mean, Jared Leto. I, I wouldn't say this is. I wouldn't say it's one of his best performances, but it's like no, it's up there. But he's good. Uh, it's, he's it's, fine. It's a very very similar performance to, but just worse <laughs> than the Wrecking for a Dream, and similar character to, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I I think he could be really great in this movie if he had more screen time, if he was the main character. But he's sort of in and out of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. 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 Like he just. Turns up when he's needed in the movie, sort of. Yeah, and then he just disappears for like thirty minutes. Then, all oh, right, Jared Leto in this movie. Uh, yeah, and I think that's the that's he is not the problem. I think that's the problem with his character. Yeah, uh, and, and the same thing with Ethan Hawke. Uh, I yes, I, he. The last few years, I really got into Ethan Hawke. I really like him yeah, as an I've actor. Yeah, I've been into him for yeah for a while. Yeah, realizing that wait a minute, he's actually really really good. Yeah. Um. So I. Uh, but in this movie, he's he could be like any any guy. He's yeah. He's just a bus there. cut like agent guy. Like he could be yeah. anyone. He's yeah. barely in the movie, which is sad, you know. Yeah. But I guess at this point, he was still not like. I mean, he's never been like mainstream a list celebrity actor guy. Mm. But he's kind of become more recognizable in the last, like, ten years. So yeah. at this point, he was still, like, the guy who does the indie movies. But now <laughs> he's in a big movie. Oh, okay. So I guess that's why. Uh, but he's, yeah, what Lily has to work with, I think he's good. He's all, like, he's always good. I think the greatest actor in the movie is uh, Eamon Walker. Oh, it's Andre Baptiste. Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he steals every scene he's in. 
I mean, he's he's you don't like him, obviously. He's a fucking no. murderer, man. But but he's he he I got this intensity, and every time he's in in on screen, you you really sort of fear for everyone who's there. Yeah, there's there's something about. I don't know if this is. I don't know if this is racist or not. But a lot of like when actors portray like African warlords, they really get to like let loose, and it's mm. often very scary. Like in this or in in uh, what's it called? What's it called Blood Diamond. Um, even in this stupid like adventure movie with uh, uh, with with Matthew McConaughey, there's a warlord. What's it called? Which oh whatever. Uh, Sahara, just called Sahara. Oh, There's this guy know. playing a like super violent warlord, and then they're all super scary. Mm. It's one of, I think it's one of those roles where you get to let loose. Yeah, sort of, like, sort of like when a white actor gets to play a racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they, they get to say it, so they can really go go ham, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, back to Nicolas Cage because this is yes. the Nicolas Cage podcast. Oh, uh, yes. I think he he was very. Okay, in this movie, he was extremely okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, he he didn't do anything bad, uh, but he didn't do anything special. He didn't bring anything special to the role, I think. Except maybe that he's pretty good at being suave and dopey at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. I mean, yeah, that's that's a uh, that's ca- that's kind of like the whole that part of part of the whole movie. Like, there's a lot of I don't know if it's the director. Maybe I mean, he's not a I, he's I've seen other stuff he's directed. He's not a bad director per se, but it feels like he's not utilizing the actors properly. Not even his 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 uh, his star, uh, Nicolas Cage, feels a bit like let him let him loose a little bit, like. Let him do something fun. Yeah, but you never really gets there. Um, he he's he's very focused on like telling the story, so it becomes becomes a lot more plot driven than character driven. When there's not really a great plot, that's the problem. True. Yes. He really has done like only like one, except this one, one good movie in his career. Yeah, I like... Well, it's been a while since I saw it, but I like Gattaca. Yeah, that's the one I I'm like, thinking uh, of. Gattaca is an I, amazing movie. Gattaca is cool, but I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen it in a long mm. time. But of what I remember, it's really cool. But he made another movie with Ethan Hawke uh, called Good Kill. Yeah. And that one's pretty good. It's oh. sort of the same problem as with this one. Like, it's it's a lot of, like, good things that doesn't really get to completely bloom. Mm. But it's a good movie. Yeah. yeah, you should really rewatch Gattaca. That's a great movie. Everyone, yeah, everyone should see Gattaca. Everyone who's <laughs> listening, go watch Gattaca. Okay. Yeah. Um, After this I episode. Think, yeah. I think those are the only movies I've... Uh, I've seen, like, half of In Time. Yeah, but same, I, didn't, I didn't like same. it. I turned it off. It was silly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so... It, the acting is very... Eh, it's very... It's very, it's very fine. Uh, yeah. Like, nothing really to say... More than, yeah, uh, what we said. That's about it. <laughs> uh, Ian Holm is in it. That's about everything you can say about him. He's yeah, here. Well, He's... What was the what was the point of that character? Uh, I think the point was sort of to the, uh, both show sort of a progression of from from of Jury's character or or his stands in the weapon arms industry to have like sort yeah. of a reference point to see that he and he started where he was not wasn't good enough and then he came to a place where he can actually well when that guy came to him and he could reject him yeah so it's, it's both that and then, and and then also... almost like showing how how yuri goes too far he's like lost in the business yeah when he when he eventually well I guess technically kills him. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna think that's the other thing with the the murder. I think that sort of is, uh, it, it's yeah, it's it's showing that he is too far gone into this life on this this world mm, that he won't yeah. ever be able to return from it. That he's that it's like when he pulls that trigger, it's done. Um, yeah. 
and and that's I I think both of those two is the the point of the characters. The character is more of a MacGuffin more than an actual character. Actual character. Yeah. Um. Kind kind of like um um I don't know if there's a word for it, but I know we discussed it in um uh shit. What's it called? Moon Golem. Moon. Uh, uh, Moonstruck. Yeah. Yeah. He he's kind of like. I don't remember that character, but that, that like character that kind of represents like morality or like if in more of a physical way, can't maybe like God, like to show show the the main character where he's going in the wrong direction. There, yeah, I don't remember. There is there's a similar character like that in Moonstruck. I don't know why. I, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyone who's who hasn't checked out that episode, you should. It's a <laughs> uh, it's a very good episode about a very good movie. Anyway, back to uh, Lord of War. Yeah. But yeah, so he he mainly exists as like a a sort of fucked up moral compass, basically. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I I think there is, I think that's one of the things in this movie which, yeah, you can definitely interpret it as bad, bad story writing. But I, because this isn't a movie based on an per- actual person, it's like amal- no. amalgamation, amalgamation of several real people who have existed yeah. and also sort of uh, the sociopolitical climate that this person could exist, sort of. Because mm. uh, I read there was like one guy who's like a Russian guy who had a very similar, similar so he was an inspiration, but all an inspiration. Um, but yeah, so... Um, and and because of that, you can like the br- in Lord of War when his brother gets like hooked on drugs and needs to go into rehab and ha- being the screw up guy sort of yeah that's in a quote unquote regular movie you would think what is this plotline that doesn't really that doesn't what is this doing here it has nothing to do with anything really yeah uh, but because this movie is sort of created as a biopic or a uh, based on a book story or based on a real event story, it feels like it. Yeah, that that could have happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so so, so uh, in this movie it worked, even though it shouldn't really work if you think like on a script level. But just because how they made it, because it is made very much as a real event a, story or based on a book story. Uh, yeah, like a biopic almost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of those things that sort of doesn't work or still work, which is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's excusable if you if you well it's it's almost based on a real story. Yeah. So we can't we gotta have superfluous characters and and storylines that don't don't go anywhere. Yeah, and I think Ian Holm really <laughs> fits into that mold of what is this what what is this doing here? Well, it actually happens, so they have to cut up out a lot of things that was in the book. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Andrew Nicholas telling this to the producer like so, so we, we get a hire guy for a bunch of millions of dollars and he doesn't actually need to be in the movie yeah but he was in reality but what? this is not a real story <laughs> yeah I know but uh, but it could be though it could, it, it's almost <laughs> yeah <laughs> I see I see what you're saying I, and yeah. I agree Just it's kind of funny like yeah <laughs> But it's not real, Andy. I know. But I wanted. I mean, I could be. I could be. Um. Uh, and I also, I I do like the ending of this movie. I think it's very refreshing. Uh, even though, as we said, it's it's sort of nihilistic and sort of doomer mentality in a way. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah almost. Yeah. But, but the, like how the movie ends with this bad guy, who we know is a bad guy, and. At the end, sure, he has been disowned by his family, uh, both blood family and, and wife and son. Yeah, everyone, and, yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't have anything left uh, except his contacts. And it's this, he sort of, at the end of the movie, sort of becomes this, um, Kaiser Sose type of character. Who yeah, just, I know what you mean. Who yeah. just disappears into the mist, and yeah, he lost everything, but he still won, sort of. And I think it's refreshing to see that yeah, the bad guy doesn't always lose at the end. They sure, yeah. In this world, the bad guy wins, and as he says, uh, what they should say is evil prevails. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Which they they kind of say, but more words. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so yeah, I, I, it I like that ending. It, the, end, it, the movie wouldn't have had a, such an impact if he would have just been arrested at the end. No, that would have been that would have been silly and and uh, it wouldn't feel real. Yeah, you know, because it didn't happen in real life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I I, 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 th- I think it's a movie that you know, because I didn't I don't I think this might be the best possible ending, but I don't think it's a good ending. Um, but it's the kind of movie or the kind of story that there really isn't a good ending there. Like, oh, he could be arrested. No, that's silly and unrealistic. He could be killed. But that would feel very anticlimactic. It c- he could get away with it, um, even though you know, oh, I'm I'm sad, boohoo. But you know, he got away with it and continues to sell weapons to this day, probably. But that's also kind of like then that doesn't really feel like an ending. It just feels like oh, and now it continues. And I, I I don't know if there's another ending like he goes legit, but that would also be silly because. Bad guys rarely go legit. Yeah, no. Very rarely. <laughs> maybe, so, maybe they should have gone like the the Hollywood the Hollywood route. When he loses everything, he just says, "Oh, I am the Lord of War," and then he picks up two M sixties and kills <laughs> all the people he does business with. Mm. That could have been something. Yeah, he, he invites just every, switch it up completely. He invites everyone to a big dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a fire sale, and then he just <laughs> kills them all. Yeah, that yeah. would have worked. <laughs> no, but that would have been funny. It yeah. wouldn't be good. <laughs> uh, so I, I read some trivia about the movie, which is it, this movie is it's quite interesting. Um, so because I was looking at, I read it. Apparently, uh, Nicholas Cage character is an is a compo- composite of five real arms dealers. So okay. it's it's part of different people's story. So. Maybe that's it. Actually, is real like these weird, like plot lines that are actually is plot lines from th- those people's actual life yeah, story. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure things like this and even crazier things has happened in in reality. That yeah. wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but a good, an interesting thing is the this uh, apparently uh, director Andrew Nichol, he actually worked with an arms dealer throughout the movie. To get like inspiration, uh, and apparently uh, the scene where the tanks are lined up—that's that yeah. arms dealer's actual tanks oh. who is about to sell to a country—and <laughs> <laughs> they had to call or um, uh, Andrew had the director had to call NATO and said, "It's a movie. We're recording a movie. It's not actually preparing for a war because uh, that that would be they would see it on the satellite photos." The, the lineup of actual tanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. but wait, wait, was this was he selling them legally or was he like the Nicolas Cage character? That's not uh, they. That doesn't. That doesn't. They mm. doesn't say. It's just, good. Uh, the tanks... Otherwise, he would. He, he was. He was admitting to a, a giant ass crime right there. <laughs> like, the tanks lined no, up for no, sale. We're not selling illegal tanks. Uh, <laughs> so the it's ta- a movie. The tanks lined up for sale was real and belonged to a Shesh arm dealer who had to have them back to sell to another country. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> and apparently, it was more. Uh, it was cheaper to. Uh, to use real stockpile of over 3,000 AK-47 than getting prop guns. Okay. So apparently a lot of the... A lot of the firearms in this movie is actually just real, because that's cheaper. <laughs> now that's fucked up. Yeah. The fake guns are, are, are more expensive than real guns. Mm. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is it is it is hard to talk about a movie unless you really want to get deep into the like symbolism of the movie. But I don't think that's I think that's a disservice uh, of the movie to go into like this, what the symbols means and things things like that. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, one thing that's very very ob- well, sort of obvious <laughs> uh, is the. In the beginning of the movie, he stands on um, uh, a pier, sort of, something. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, he's standing in the middle of, you know, like a cross. Yeah, crossroads. and it's like a cross, and it's like, oh. <sighs> and, then, and then later on, when he, he has he has a bullet in a chain, just like people has 
across as a chain. It's like, oh, yeah. it's religion, it's firearms, and it's, it's a lot of those things. Uh, a lot, a lot of those things are kind of like they, they, so, or not, some of them at least, they feel a little, it's a little edgy, you know. Because also that 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 I could talk about before, like he wants he wants his character to be to be cool sometimes. <laughs> So there's some some scenes where he's like super cool and super edgy, um, and goes goes back to to using I don't know, using using real songs. I don't know. It it, it adds that that cool factor, like like a Scorsese movie. They, he he does it well all yeah. all the time using real songs, um, and it's like like I said before, it, it le- le- leads to mixed messages. Like he's really cool, but he's a bad guy. But he's really cool, but he's a bad guy. Yeah, but I think also most of these uh, symbolisms are well, very. Uh, what do you say? Um, shallow. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so they are very cool to see them. It's like, oh, that that's sort of like the cross. But if you start to point them out and think about them and actually sort of try to put it together into words then it's sort of eh, well, I mean, yeah it's, it's not uh, much of a deeper meaning it's just no. it's like a cross you know like a religious symbol but it's a bullet yeah and he's standing in the middle of it in the beginning yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, and also these things with like uh, there's definitely something with his father that his father sort of changed religion to to be a yeah. Jew, but not really. That's definitely does. It does have, definitely have something, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, um, kind of the 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 hypocrisy that you can just. Oh, I'm just gonna choose this faith now. Yeah. yeah. I'll just choose to be a gun runner, and choose not to like see the bad parts of it because yeah. you know it's it's business. I did like uh, the the. the the, the end of uh, Jared Leto's character of Itali. when he when he dies. Yeah, uh, I I do think I no I, I I like I think it was a very good scene and I I'm glad he died. Yeah. Oh <laughs> fuck. <laughs> um, too few people died in this movie. Uh, <laughs> no, I just think it was a good good ending to his character because that also sort of shows that. Even he, as fucked up as he is, knows what's right and wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just wish he was in the movie more to kind of gradually build that up. Yeah. Because now, I mean, you get it, of course, that part of why he's fucked up is because, like, the first time they sell a bunch of guns, when they get shot at, Mm. and he sees that they actually shot a bunch of children, and when he looks through the wall when they're lying on the floor, some, I don't know, somewhere they're selling guns to someone. Um and and it's after that that he gets he starts doing drugs and everything. But I there I was I would almost want the movie to be a little more obvious and like build him up more gradually than just have him show up for the scenes where he experiences something bad and then having like eh, go away now you you've you've made your point now go away until we can kill you in the end. Mm. He should have been there all the time and start to more and more question the morality of what they're doing until that end. That would have been better. Yeah. Um. Just have him around, like in the in in the other scenes of the movie. Just have him be there and like look worried or be all paranoid or something. You know. How long was this movie? It's not that it's a, long, right? It's about about two hours. Yeah. If you skip the credits. Maybe it should have been longer. I don't think it even would have had to be much longer. Just have him be in the scenes. Nah. And, you know, yeah, could add like I don't know five minutes of dialogue. Yeah. Uh, the problem with that is combined. like most of the movie uh, is is isn't in America. He's out meeting people, and if Vitali yeah. was there, that's sort of that would have changed his entire arc, sort of. But maybe that would have been a good thing. Yeah, I think that would have been because it it almost feels like it's just an excuse to get rid of him when they say, "Well, he's going back to to uh, to rehab now." Mm. It's it, the the when he when he comes back to work, well, not to work because that's when he dies. But when he comes back, um, 
Is it at the wedding? He comes back after the the rehab stint. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the first time we see him. Yeah, after that, he should have been in the rest of the movie. Oh, fair. And not just not just in the scenes in America. Fair. Uh this movie really bombed. <laughs> I yeah. Just, I just realized. I'm just looking at how much it. I mean, the budget is fifty million estimated, oh. and that's as we talked about before. Isn't usually they don't count the PR for the movie. No, so it's probably close to 100. Yeah, and the, the yeah. worldwide gross is 72 million. Yeah. that's They probably made a loss in this movie. Probably. That's uh, that's uh, that's that's too bad. I mean, because it, it wasn't a studio-backed movie. This was, like, not an independent movie, but they, like, looked for for financial backing mm. from, like, from, like, outside of America for some, you know, for, for reasons. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a well-put-together movie that is, yeah, like I said, it's not a studio movie. And those are the kind of movies that you kind of want to, to succeed. And, but unfortunately, they rarely do. Uh, so even if I don't love this movie, it sucks that it didn't do better than it did. Uh, but it's kind of gotten a little bit of a cult status, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, as, as you said before, at the time when it came out, it was a, a lot of people was talking about it. Everybody who saw it was talking about it. Yeah. I, I remember the re- reason I saw it, because a friend of mine, I don't remember which friend, but I remember right. a friend that told me, you gotta see Lord of War, it's, it's a cool movie. Yeah. Um, sort of missing the point but then, but... Um, yeah, yeah, uh, it's, it's super cool! Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and have you read any reviews from the time? I, I know you said you were... Ill prepared today. Yeah, I haven't. It's got a it's got a sixty two meta score, but I I recently found out that you can't really trust that number. Oh, um, Some because, inside information. <laughs> no, I saw I saw a video by this guy uh, called the Kino Corner, and he talked about that. You know, they they because all the reviews on Metacritic gets a numerical score, even if the review in the newspaper or web paper, website whatever. Uh, didn't give a numerical score. They kind of just guesstimate one. Oh. And also, if um, if there's if it's like a a big uh, uh, newspaper like like here, the the top one is from Roger Ebert. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's from a time when he worked for Chicago Sun Times. So it's it's a it's a big publication and a very famous um, uh, reviewer. Then they kind of like bolster their point. So if he says it's it's really good, it's an 8 out of 10, they kind of like, yeah, but he probably means 8.5. Oh. Yeah, so they kind of pick and choose and they kind of curate the points themselves, which I didn't know about. I thought that was more what they did over on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's, hmm. it's more... Because it's more blunt there when it comes to the points, hmm. but yeah, so I'm 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 saddened by this because I like Metacritic as a <laughs> as well, a site. Time to but, find something new. Yeah, but I mean, you can still read the reviews, um, and make make up your own points and just kind of try to ignore the numbers as much as possible. But for the for the sake of brevity, it's got a sixty-two. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, the, the top review is uh, Roger Ebert, and he says it's a bleak comedy, funny in a catch-22 sort of way, and at the same time, an angry outcry against the gun traffic. Which mm. sums it up pretty well. Like, It's really cool, but it's also like, this is really bad, though. Which is the problem I had with that it's kind of it's sending mixed messages. But I see uh, where Roger Ebert sees it as something good, I see it as something not as good. And then there's one from the Hollywood Reporter that just says, Cage is brilliant. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. And then, it, let's see, the really, um, they didn't get too many, only got one like really negative review, but it was a really negative one. Uh, it just says, the result is a dead pile of information in search of a movie, which, yeah, I, s- I see what it means, so maybe that's a little harsh. I can't read the whole thing, though. It's, it's too old. But we have we have just have that blurb. Because hmm. yeah, it's like I said, it's pointing at this. Look, look how bad this is. Anyway, yeah. um, let's move on. Just <laughs> a little bit of that, which you know, the the problem I had with it. Yeah, fair. Uh, well, the user reviews are uh, very positive. Uh, it's mostly ten and nines. Oh, really? Like everyone just fucking loves this movie. Except there's a few outliers who give it like a two or a three, and everyone says, 
I people I don't understand. I don't get it. People say this is good. I didn't think it was good. Uh, am, am I missing <laughs> yeah. something? Sort of. So, That's the problem so, with user reviews. It was bad. Yeah. No. I oh, mean. Okay. No. I mean that everyone who doesn't give it a nine or ten is sort of saying, uh like I I'm I'm missing the point, or they are just okay. confused. They're more confused than giving a review. They're like, I don't what I don't get it. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I'm just I'm looking through the user reviews, and I saw one with the title. Okay, it's nine out of ten. Great movie, similar to The Godfather. <laughs> Hold on now. Uh, well. Hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> um, but I found I found one here, a seven out of ten. Mm. Oh, someone who actually thought about what score to give it. <laughs> ten, amazing. One sucks. <laughs> it's, it says leaves you cold, but then maybe it ought to. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I'll read the first paragraph. Hurts. I've been running Lord of War through my head. Cinematically, it promises to be a more interesting film than it ends up being. The first shot of the path of Bullet from start to finish promises a stark look at the gun-running industry, and to a degree, there is some truth to it. However, I also wonder how much of the film is Hollywoodized. I kept thinking uh, that it felt like a Hollywood story of corrupt power, like that of Tony Montana or Johnny Depp in Blow. Yeah. Mm. And once again, the same thing there, it's... And one sometimes it wants to be really cool, like a cool movie, and sometimes it wants to really depict the real, the grim reality of it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well. Says it's extremely well written. Well, it's it's pretty good. There's one there, a one more boring Hollywood moralizing. <laughs> <laughs> the story of an amoral arms dealer from New York would could be made into an interesting movie, but it isn't. Lord of War is a paint-by-numbers, preachy finger-pointing, oh, isn't the arms trade so unethical it kills kitten and puppies too? Piece of Hollywood garbage. Whatever happens to characters, story and dialogue, the big studio wonder why box office numbers keep declining. Well, it's because of crap like this. Nicolas Cage stars and narrates the entire movie as Yuri, the arms dealer, who with the help of his brother, becomes an arms-dealing kingpin. This movie takes you from his start in Little Odessa to his time at the top. It was a boring story with boring characters where nothing happened. I couldn't sit through the entire thing. Yikes. Okay. okay. I mean... That's a little harsh. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, how dare they moralize about illegal gun running. Yeah. Those, those liberal fucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it seems like everyone who gives it a one just thinks it's uh, sort of preachy and is like... Oh, they say gun running is bad. <laughs> hey, newsflash, it is. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah, I mean, it is like we said. Everyone, like I, well, as we said, it is moralizing, but it's not like it's not super like finger wagging, but it is there. So yeah, yeah. I think people are just overreacting. To yeah, it. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, maybe this was no, there wasn't a lot of these movies at the time. No, I'm trying to, like I said, because it felt like this had an influence, but not, you mm. know, on a specific movie like that. Oh, we wanted to make a our own version of Lord of War, but it was more like in the style and uh, especially the, the using the using of music. Um, cause that song was everywhere. I remember that was everywhere in trailers, and you know, in, like commercials on TV for movies. Maybe not in trailers for for movies. Anyway. I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about the movie? Um, not really. I mean, uh, still really enjoy it. Still think it's a great movie. Thinks everyone should see it. Uh, but I don't have anything to analyze about it or really expand on it. It's just it's no, good. It, it gets <laughs> points. It gets its point across without yeah. like trying to be, uh, you know, convoluted. Yeah. Yeah. Which which is you know. I, I like when it's convoluted. I like to figure it out myself. <laughs> so that's what? yeah, that's that's where we differ. Um, but yeah, I I would also I would recommend it. Mm. Uh, maybe not like oh my god, you gotta see it. But I mean, it's a good movie, definitely. Mm. And if you like this kind of movie, if you like Nicolas Cage, you know, yeah, watch it definitely. Mm. Yeah, it's a uh, we don't do half points. It's a it's a really strong six out of ten. <laughs> I want to say six and a half, but I can't. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. 
I'm gonna give it a week. A very weak. But it is an eight for me. Okay. Yeah. So makes sense. Yeah. Um it is it, it it's very close to seven, but it just tips the scale. Yeah. Yeah, and it's very close to we're on the exact opposite here. Again. Yeah. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. So um yeah, that was Lord of War from two thousand five. Nicolas yes. Cage made two movies in 2005. This was the first one, and the second one is The Weatherman, which we'll ah. do next week. Uh, you hadn't seen that, right? No, no, I think I've seen like the beginning of it, but I never finished it. I've seen the poster, and I know nothing more about it. Uh, looks boring. This was the one I, for some reason, thought was going to be similar to um, the Family Man. The Family Man, but yeah. that was just because of the name and because he has a coat on the poster. Oh, it's a coat. <laughs> 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 but I, after having seen Family Man, they're very different movies. Um, but you haven't seen The Weather Man. Well, I, well I've, I've seen the first like fifteen uh, minutes and then I turn it off because I was doing something else and then I never get back to it. Mm, anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so only three movies left now. Yeah, this season. So this season, closing, so closing. Weatherman, Wickerman, and then World Trade Center. Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, man movies in this season. Family Man, Matchstick Man, Wickerman, Weatherman, hmm. Face of Man, Super Face of Man, man. Conair Man. That's my first favorite man. <laughs> the Rock Man. <laughs> the Rock Man. <laughs> Adaptation <Yeah>. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm 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 uh, I'm looking forward to a little bit of a season break. Mm. Uh, so yeah, but three movies left, three weeks left, uh, and like it's, like we said, yeah, next week is the Weatherman. So check it out if you want to follow along in the discussion, and if you want to listen to these episodes in advance, uh, a week early, you should check us out on Patreon.com/slash Don't Make a Scene. There is a link. Wherever you're listening or watching this, there's a link down below. And you can support us for just three bucks a month to get uh, exclusive access to, to the episodes in advance. You also get exclusive episodes to my other podcast, the Spoilercast. There's commentary tracks, there's some exclusive videos. And I mean, you also help us in our independent podcast adventure. So check that out. Other than that, we're, we're glad you're listening. Hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you next week. But until then, have a good one. Bye. Bye, everyone. Madness in the Method is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It is hosted by Tobias Vedian and Christopher Billian. It is produced and directed by Tobias Vedian, after a concept by Christopher Billian. Executive producer is Annika Vedian and Laura Kinney. A big shout out to all our patrons over on patreon.com slash don't make a scene. Laura Kinney, mom and dad. <laughs>